Welcome to Talking In Stations. It's Matterall on May 13th. Uh, today we have Caleb with us. Hey guys. And Rich Richmond. Hello. Okay, before we start, Rich, uh, you wanted to talk about what's so special about today. Well, today is Eid Al-Fatir. Al this marks the end of the month-long fasting of Ramadan. So, to our Muslim community of EVE Online, Eid Mubarak. What's that mean? A happy festival. Oh, nice. Okay, so today we plan to get into some of the dialogue that happens uh, on the either side of the war. So we have the fireside chat from the Imperium. We also have the town hall from Tess. So we'll be looking at that and seeing what uh, was said and if there's something to decipher there. Um, but as long as we have these two uh, guys here that were... Um, I guess you guys have opinions on what's going on with the uh, uh, the nullification and stuff like that. We can bring that up as well. But maybe we should actually uh, hit some news first. Can we do that? I just have a couple things. All right. So looking at um, the war right now as it's going on in the 1DQ area, uh, I was trying to gather some information on what the battles look like, and they seem to be... Um, rather routine like there's a lot going on but there's there's no uh, major movement going on i don't know if that's a, a stalemate if um, the imperium is defending so well that the uh happy hasn't been able to make progress or if the progress that was been made is just testing like there's a lot of that kind of back and forth going on so what we've seen the uh, pappy forces do is to defend vigorously anything away from delve so uh, the deployment announced by initiative the other day doesn't seem to be going that well for them unless they have some kind of secret plan, but they're staging. You just mentioned the secret plan. The secret plan was the initiative. No, you said that, that, that people from Pappy, uh, had pulled back and were, were actually defending. Isn't that the intention of the initiative? Uh, it, yeah, I suppose you could look at it that way that we're pulling happy away from the battle zone but i don't think the battle zone is any less heated than it would be if they stayed it's swapped uh, a sledgehammer for uh, a mallet that's working as intended uh, i'm not sure i agree with that I, I i get the impression that these are the big timers they're going back for not anything else i could be wrong um but, no, but I, I don't from see a that higher level strategic position right if if as Willy has already said, they are basically trying to take down a brick wall with uh, a sledgehammer, right? And if the init initiative's campaign, uh, an initiative is not alone in the backfields and trying to organize that more so defense is required, that means that instead of a sledgehammer, you now have a mallet. Like, the, the, the efficiency of uh, the Delve uh, Kessel and aggression uh, has been reduced, and then that's working as intended. I don't think it's been reduced, though. Has it? Well, I mean, as you just said, I think maybe it was before we went on, there's a stalemate, right? It, it feels like it's it's slowed down, right? So again, yeah, it may have been... away and that, that wall seems to have... Uh, uh, if it's slowed it, down, it, seems it may to be go slower. the Imperium is defending so well whether Pappy was at half strength or full strength, it would still be a stalemate. 
Well, the, the point is that the def- defense uh, in in Delve, uh, well, on a scale, they they don't need uh, the attention that that they had. They were doing a lot of stuff uh, and just waiting for uh, requirements to to heat uh, heat up and 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 reach peak levels, right? And it never really does. So doing this in the backfields and then uh, AFK crabbing on alts, this is. Uh, basically what the doctor ordered and this is why i think the war is well dead in the waters i think it's uh it's not just stagnant it's almost stopped so you think the war has stopped okay uh it feels like it's on some sort of pause right uh it's definitely on uh as far as activity goes that we've seen as far as battles and uh things being reported it doesn't feel like there's any news so yeah I don't think the war is dead or anything like that, but I, uh, I think we're in a phase. We knew that it was going to be mm, not a lot of big objectives attained early on, and if there were, that would be very surprising. It was always a possibility, but it would be very surprising. And uh, what we're seeing is, instead, uh, Pappy is denying anything outside of Delve. And you say that's per the plan. That's why initiative went out there. But uh, what I was going to report was the initiative Bordazar was destroyed today. This is like the only piece of news uh, that I have from out there. Um, but this, I don't yeah, know. So if... that's another one down, right? Um, yeah. This they is... lost the first one and this is the second one. Yeah. Right? And this is going to continue. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the initiative and the Imperium can bankroll this forever so this is the same scenario as uh, the main uh, siege and, and Kessel in uh, in in Dell right you have the backfields burning that can go on forever and you have the Kessel siege in in Delve and that can go on forever um, which is most likely what it's going to do right it's uh, unless the the coalition disbands this will go on for the next three to eight months it really is correct there's there's no question about that it's just is that a win? This is rather slow. My primary concern for this whole burning situation is there are a lot of civilian assets and things like raw cores and other people who are trying to build up an income, but I am not seeing anything strategic. No major, well, no keep stars for the big example. I have seen other big, major big structures fall, including faction fortisars, but not a keep star in the backfields. All right, this is the approximate... Uh, but this. that would also require a change in uh, goals, right? Sure, if they wanted to uh, move home, that might actually happen. But I don't think that's on the agenda at the moment. Um, so if you're wondering why the Imperium is not trying to get a foothold and drop some keep stars in the backfields and... Uh, steal the couch of uh, of their their enemies i think it's because until something meaningful happens in in delve they are insisting on staying there that's uh the approximate and it is approximate jump range from the old headquarters uh and stuff they i think this is curse over here so uh the initiative has basically had to pull back because they would be able to to have a, a better reach into the area and they had that but because they don't they are now back here in, in the curse area 
since being pushed back from the Great Wildlands, have they regained a foothold at all? I don't think they're. I don't think they're gaining a foothold, and I could be wrong about that. But my information tells me that anything they've been able to put down, uh, PL has been pretty much taking it out. So they haven't been. Yeah, able this to is really... the this is the micro version of what happened when all the keep stars were being put down and uh, the wood chipper was getting fed. This is uh, a microcosm uh, version of this, right? They are, as far as I know, they're, 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 they are staging from an NPC station and trying to get the foothold, right? This is why this is the second uh, Fortisar that they've lost. <laughs> they're just doing it with forts instead of keep stars, but it's fairly uh, similar scenario. They, they need to get uh, a staging uh, thing foothold into the area that they want to actually uh, aggress in. And uh, this is just a slow thing. Much slower than uh, in Dell. It does concern me that should this stagnation uh, stay for another nine days, then we would have gone an entire month without any keep stars dying. That's <laughs> quite a bit, quite a bit of a slowdown compared to the great numbers of keep stars destroyed yeah. in April and the previous months. That's worse than well, a slowdown. A, a, a locked Volterra equation would actually uh, say that that is to be expected. There's less of them, so frequency of encounter has has dropped <laughs> significantly. So you can't expect the same mortality rate. Right. Well, okay. So there's different ways to look at uh, what's happening, and uh, either side is going to tell us, uh, no, this is a good sign for us or that sort of thing. But uh, initiative really not being able to get much going. I think they uh, are chat someone in our chat told us they captured a ratting titan guy i don't know what team he was on if you want to produce a kill mail bring it up uh which is a good little get depends on who it was uh if it was a war target or not but it's it's something but uh putting down some kind of forward operating base you know not not happening they're being denied those uh so yeah, they're being denied the beachhead which is uh understandable and again the, the defense forces are showing up uh, in numbers so <laughs> completely denying it this is uh, again micro version of uh, of what happened in Dell. I, I i see way more similarities than than differences right i believe there yeah. is six keep stars left in delve that are not in 1dq there are five in 1dq but there are a total of six outside of 1DQ, and those are the ones that will probably be eliminated before they close in on the kettle and, in, well, initiate the total blockade and build up their siege engines to bring down the final stand. Okay, well, let's move on from this part of the war. We'll get into the uh, the media part of it, but and we, and we can all talk about that, but... Uh... There are some big changes in EVE Online that are going through. We talked about this yesterday at length, and these are the nullification changes. Uh, Rich, you were part of that three-hour uh, open forum session we had. What'd you think? Oh, yeah, what a marathon. Uh, I, half of the changes, it's quite good, but the other half of the changes I feel very negatively about. With the warp core stabilizers change, I, I quite like it. Warp core stabilizers, to me, have been a problem to this game for quite a while. But as for the interdiction nullification changes and the inclusion of interdiction nullification to various different ships, I'm not a big fan of it. It does concern me, because especially it does also concern a lot of people who do a lot of PvP, who fly a lot of interceptors. They're all horrified at the change. 
Well, the, uh... yeah, the the changer version is ridiculous, right? This is like, okay, instead of trying to tweak with uh, turning knobs up and down, CCB has actually uh, used their brain and said, well, if we really want to change and, and solve interdiction and nullification, maybe we should uh, do something uh, on scale, something that's meaningful. And changing the whole travel time mechanics, how uh, cloaking in, uh, interacts with uh, w with the nullification uh, module. This is just completely uh, refreshing the the whole meta of uh, interdiction and nullification, and I think it's it's a massive step forward because what we had has been has been dead for years, and people that and again this is back to change of verse, right? People that don't like change will just hate this massively because it's a big change. And the people that have been screaming uh, for this to be somehow solved, um, maybe they won't like all of it, but they know that, well, this is the requirement. This is, this is the, uh, the fittings director's version of uh, what happened to all the spreadsheets warriors, right? Now you need to do some work and, and, and reimagine everything. The game was broken and stale. Mm, CCP has suggested a solution that can actually uh, put some sand back in the sandbox instead of the cement. And uh, now everyone that uh, had things figured out, they're crying like little babies. To me, these changes, all I can say about these changes are, I'd never asked for this. I really didn't. The uh, Well, especially in regards to the, well, only in regards to the warp, uh, sorry, the interdiction nullification changes. The warp core stabilizers, everybody knew there were problems. The issues they caused, the potential damage they caused due to their use in the game, it, it had to go. And I'm glad to see that it's changed. However, the, the elephant in the room, warp interdiction changes, I, di I don't like it at all. Yeah. So well, Braxis here says, I honestly don't understand what the problem is they were trying to solve with nullification changes. I think he's talking about CCP trying to solve a problem with these changes. Are they always looking to solve a problem? Well, in this case, they, they're trying to refresh things while they solve other problems, because we know that they're working on cloaking and, and, and counter cloaking mechanics, right? This is something that's been talked about for a few years now. And the CSM has mentioned that they are very close to an actual solution, right? So if you want to change up and, and freshen up, things like cloaking, cloaking mechanics, counter cloaking mechanics in a meaningful and, and potentially massive way, then that ties into uh, the whole meta, right? Because then how is nullification and bubbles uh, supposed to work? So that needs an overhaul. How is logistics uh, and movement and travel supposed to work, right? All of these things are tied together. EVE Online is not a, a game where you can say, well, just fix my game. It's like when you fix your game, it might actually break someone else's game. So you have to change all the different things and, and the interdependencies. This is uh, funny because this is actually CCP showing that they have grown a brain a little bit, that they realize that you can't just turn a knob and then just wait for the player base to break the game again. You have to change up the whole ecosystem and the whole meta to actually get meaningful change. However, with all changes comes growing pains. And with this change, some of us, well, myself especially, but others who've looked at it and questioned certain things, I think this same thing can be agreed upon of our 
concern for CCP to prepare for unforeseen consequences, especially with, say, the interdiction nullification, the warp core stabilizers, and how they can be used and fit on certain chips. And now there are things that previously could never be done now that you can do. This may be a good thing. This may also be a bad thing. Well, this is exactly why they've uh, launched it on CC uh, pretty much in an unfinished uh, version, right? So they want us to play with it, experiment with it, crunch some numbers, come up with some valid uh, pros and cons. And if you see something that is actually broken and not just broken for you, if you can put that in an actual argument uh, and a post on the forums, CCP will listen to you, or if you can DM the correct uh, developers uh, that that you have on your contact list, if you have valid points, they will listen, but they will not listen to you standing and picketing uh, on Reddit and screaming bloody murder with the uh, signs uh, and, uh, uh, and and bullhorns. Just that, that, that's not how uh, game development works anymore. Uh, but the, I have heard that some people are encouraging other people we may be talking about three people in total, so this is not a wave. Uh, saying, vote with your feet and your money. Don't subscribe. Send a message. Actually, it was in our, it was in our YouTube comments for yesterday's uh, summary of what the changes were. One person's like, you know, don't sub. And th- this other person said, this change makes me, made me sub for six months. Like, they actually put... Well, I, I, just, just, just to point it out, right? It's not that I'm against protesting or... Um, complaining, but when you're talking about the player base acting as an as a red team and actually fixing things, there's only two ways to get, or three ways to get CCP's attention and help them out to actually deliver something good. It's your CS, CSM representative talk to them and make your points in a valid and, and and concise and understandable way, right? Help even make a PowerPoint presentation if you have those skill set and and write it all up of why it's broken. Uh, Put it on a post on the forums um, with the same things, right? So share share your actual arguments. And the third is, of course, trying to have a personal conversation with the developers that uh, that, that makes sense. But complaining is something for after this thing launches. Right now, that's not the time. If you want things to 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 work out well, tell them what is Make wrong you, uh... and what is good, and help come up with better ideas. There was one comment on. Uh, um, theater thursday today <coughs> that i think is extremely valid well the yacht needs to have the same as the shuttles right because the yacht is basically a an oversized shuttle why has that not been added to the to the passive notification uh, group it should be right because because that's where, it's be- where it belongs it doesn't do anything else it can't do anything else it's an oversized shuttle so can we please get that one in the same group ccp thank it's you very much it's a bit more than a shuttle if you look at uh, uh it has lows so you can expand the cargo and it has mids and it even has a high. So it, it's definitely a souped up shuttle if that's what people Yeah, it's a super it's... shuttle, but I think that should actually have the passive notification, uh, to be fair. We'd have to take away some slots because then it could be used for all kinds of things. Wouldn't that just be interesting to see how it could be used? No, I think nullification, innate nullification is something that makes things less interesting. It's not a choice. It is uh, as a power. And and Eve, I'm not going to say what Eve is or isn't because it's many things to many different people. But it's about uh, choices that you make. You 
prepare yourself for a mission and you make decisions on a mission. I'll be stronger against this, weaker against this. I can work this scenario. I'm dead if I run into this scenario. And those choices are made um, when you're putting your ship together for that mission. So you want the more innate powers you have, then you can just take that off the table. You already have that regardless of what scenario you're in, you you can get through bubble camps or whatever. And uh, and that seemed to, I think, goes against the spirit of making decisions on what your mission is and what, you, what you're going to be outfitted for. I have concerns with the long-term consequences of this and anything that they may, might not have to see. Uh, let me just say, one of them. let me just say, in the height of EVE Online 2014 or 2013 or whatever, right? None of this existed. No nullification existed except for very specific T3s. So when you think of consequences, the game was doing very well when nullification didn't exist. And now that I undercut you, go ahead and make your point. Sorry, Rich. But I believe all, all the way back then, you didn't have Citadels too. So there's all sorts of checks and balances to what gets added and what gets removed, what gets replaced and what gets changed. And it's... So how can you know if this it. is going to be a good change or a bad change if it is in some way uh, dependent on so many factors that you you can't possibly predict this in combination with other things what it's going to what's going to happen and while well while people have suggested that people should vote for their uh, feet some people should leave that uh, some people have suggested that I. Well, I consider myself adaptable enough that I will see how this change affects me, though I have serious concerns that certain things that I previously weren't limited to, I will be now greatly limited by. And this uh, one is one of them. I, yeah. Will I endure it? Who knows? We'll see. Hopefully I can. That's not really the question of, of you enduring it. Can you see how this can actually be a good thing? Can you Can you think outside of your own interests and habitual uh, gameplay, right? Can you see why CCP wants to do this? This is really what it's about, right? It's the same as when you're looking at why did CCP suddenly split up the resources uh, for mining? Why did CCP do the industrial changes? This is not about whether you like it or not, or whether it's nerfing you or not, or whether your current uh, fits and meta is, is working. It's, do you understand why they're doing it? And in this but case, that's a lot to ask. I can definitely see that there's, a, th there's some sort of idea to what they're doing. And now it's up to the player base to say, okay, how can they make that idea better and remove some of the flaws that it might have? I... I honestly don't understand the changes at all. I don't understand what the goal CCP was going for here. I you don't understand why it. they why they make a little bit more well, uh, you understand time half sync and speed and speed lag and and why they make it dependent on an active module instead of just uh, passive. Uh, how can you say you don't understand that? Yeah. I, I don't think that that's genuine. Well, you must understand that this is removing passive-esque gameplay and making it active and creating some some challenge and strain and quote-unquote tedium hold on a second but if it were to if it if this were in reference to travel scepters traveling uh, traveling interceptors then they've added passive interdiction nullification to the shuttle so this wouldn't even do anything people are still going to be able to, able to travel in 
relatively risk-free interdiction nullified transport of some kind. The uh, This change only just, it only harms people who fly the interceptor as their main ship. And and just to answer chat, no, 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 no. When I say quote-unquote tedium, to me, tedium is actual potential gameplay. It's going from something that's passive, yeah. easy mode, and dumb to something that's potentially but, complicated and requires expertise. Just to, to quote Pando, when CCP does stuff like this, it adds the potential of failure. You can actually make a mistake. If there's a mistake to be made, gameplay will actually emerge. This doesn't add any skill, in my opinion. There is no skill in waiting extra 75 seconds or one minute, sorry, 150 seconds between every single jump. There is no skill in timing your jump so that you lose your cloak or uh, lose your status and begin the cooldown at a certain amount of time. There is, I do not see any skill that comes out of this. I only see, as well, as somebody in the com- uh, chat has said, tedium. It just makes things more difficult for wow. no real gain. It just... Well, but, but tedium is the enemy. For the sake of being difficult. Yeah, well, you know, when you say, hey, where's my content? Uh, tedium is the barrier to that content, is it not? And so I, I always think when, when PVPers are saying, hey, I'm playing this game, give me my content, that's what I pay for. And the people who are getting content a different way, the grazers, let's say, who are mining, who are the content of the hunters who are looking for that instant action, the grazers are saying, I don't have a defense against these guys that want content except tedium, except time, except things that get in your way so that you make that uh, thought process, should I go roaming or will it take me a half hour to find anything? That's actually their defense. It's one of their defenses. It's part of the calculation. The reason why uh, I see the reason why I say it does not take skill to me to enter a system and immediately uh, begin the countdown of the D scan range and D scan angles and which uh, combat anomaly or mining anomaly or moon somebody may be out that takes skill because it's a skill you have to acquire something you have to learn mm-hmm. but this warping to a ping on the gate that you ha- either have skill. prepared or you do not have it's prepared, a skill not to fumble it no I, I, that doesn't take any skill at all it's, it's a just... skill not to fumble it not to do it in the right order i mean what else is skill like it, it, skill is learning how to do things at the right time with precision i think it just becomes automation at that point well then is piloting well, is piloting a skill or is it just automation I'd uh, well, uh, that's that's an interesting one for me. Piloting, just generally piloting, that's uh, it's to me exactly. It's automation. There is a complex. If it, however, if it's a complex scenario where I have to mix things up, now it's a skill. So it's I'd say it's similar. You're making compound choices. Real life driving, driving to me, it's I I do it. It's all automated in my head. However, if it's a complex drive, it's it's a complex driving maneuver. The conditions are dangerous or something's about to happen right. it is skill when i well apply my uh, ability to prevent an accident for example but this oh. just to make it just and, to and ta- this, is, uh, this is this is like knocking off a uh, cylinder off my engine it no. doesn't take more skill it's just no it's not it's not it's it's taking away your autopilot it's 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 your removing <laughs> uh, your cruise control right this is putting back agency this is you need to uh, actually 
think a little bit more. You need to time how you activate your modules. You need to to make considerations. You and and then of course the obvious time bump that now there's an actual time bump if there are uh, bubbles uh, in in a meaningful way. So it slows down movement in a, in a way that's actually, in my opinion, very meaningful because what we had was just flat and dumb and everyone had figured it out and the meta was completely stale. Now there's something to do. There's ways to outthink this. There's way to, ways oh, to terrain. add expertise back in the game. It's, yeah. it's choice and agency. And sure, you can say, well, tedium. No, it's not tedium. It's it's potential expertise. One of the things that I that I heard mentioned was, oh, now you need to start doing a lot of bookmarking again or buy people's uh, bookmarks that's already prepared. Well, that's putting that's uh, expertise and speciality back in the game. Yeah, food on Thank the table for Thank you very much, CCP. Okay, too many points in one sentence or one uh, thought process. But let me go back uh, to somebody we left behind here. Dream Pack 7 says, exactly, eliminates content, exclamation point, many times again. Does this change eliminate content because the impediments to finding action uh, exist more now because you don't get that free pass with an interceptor? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, I did not play in 2014, but I am aware that prior to, uh, in 2014, getting content was a lot easier. There weren't stations everyone could dock at, and there were times where somebody just simply well, couldn't escape. Still now are. this is not the case. You're in enemy territory Very... and not stations that you can dock at. Just, I'd say I've been to all 41 Nullsack regions. There are stations in pretty much every system I've been in. I, that you can dock there's in? There's very few that I, I can't dock in, but the well, people exactly. I'm hunting can. Well, exactly. I can't dock in, but uh, uh, I don't live there. There were always pauses you could park in. Now there's stations you can park in. They are different, but in other words, if you're in friendly territory, you have options to park. If you're in enemy territory, those options dwindle. As as for does this as for hunting, hunting yes, this this absolutely does. The, simply having the module on, just for reference, my interceptor will have a lock range of a just below thirty-seven kilometer lock range. My point which isn't abyssal because I'm, I have an aversion against gambling. My point, my warp disruption range is 38. <laughs> Cold, not even overheated. So now just to be able to be... That's your disruptor point. Interdiction nullified. 38k yes. out, right? 38 kilometers. Yeah. My lock range is 37 with the uh, on a fleet interceptor, which has bonuses. It's 37. It's shorter than my point range. So now it's even more crippling just to fly the ship how it used to be it's i'm working I think 38 you know, is a I've pretty got, good range uh you should be on an interceptor i got my arm tied behind my back yeah well skill <laughs> i mean you have to get right on top of your target it's the long point oh i won't get into that let's go back to um here's the thing when people say eliminate first yeah when it, people say eliminates content i wanted to speak to that because uh i think it's Okay, welcome, Rundle, to uh, the program. The Say a few words, Rundle. Are you there? I am. Hello. My, my voice is working enough for me to jump in the middle of this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Here's the thing about EVE Online that I want to make clear to, to fans of this show and people who watch it for, you know, all the EVE news and stuff like that. Your game isn't everybody's game, and you should know that EVE Online is shared. It's a shared universe. And people do different things. So when you say eliminates content, 
Yes, it eliminates your content, but it enhances the content of people you used to kill. Their content is mining, maybe, or building, or resourcing, or exploring, or doing something else that you interfere with. You interfere with their content. And if this makes it harder for you, your content's diminished, their content is increased. Because now your calculation is, I'm not going out because this isn't any fun. And now they get a free pass. And it's an ecosystem. So when people say content, they're being very specific to their content, not to the entire game's content. Yes, that is right. I consider myself the person that makes people dock up if they do not wish to fight, or I'm the person that makes people undock. You're a content depriver. I'm a provider and a depriver. (laughs) uh, For those who... For those who do not wish to fight, I will deny them the ability to mine. But those who do wish to fight, I provide them opportunity for a challenge. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, this this cripples my ability to deny, and it also cripples my ability to provide. Does this eliminate it? No, no, no. I, I pride myself in being better than that, but it does cripple it. I have to change it, not cripple it. I, I don't buy the cripple thing. A... Look, we're talking about changes that haven't gone live yet. Uh, there's still tweaks and adapting uh, adaptations that need to occur. And if one thing is constant to back up on what Matterall said, you know, in the last 15, 16 years I've played this game is every time something that comes in says, oh, it's going to break all this crap, it actually rarely does. It actually just changes it. Uh, very few things that I can think back really truly broke after they've really studied it, something and tried to fix something. Uh, you know, there are times where it's break for sure, but it's rare. I think more I, it just changes, not breaks. I agree. Do you remember the fleet formations change and how we had some small-scale PvPers onto the channel and how they talked about the horror, how it was going to completely destroy their style? Yeah. Out of all the fights I've been to, out of everything I've seen, I have not seen one fleet commander effectively and consistently use the fleet formations warping. I have not seen it used against me once. Not ever once. Right. In, so in, in the people do freak out. Yeah, a lot of times in the NullSec, it's, it's uh, providing, um, say, when structure bashing and stuff, it's allowing the, the fleet commander to create a wall and automatically spread everyone out so you, have to, you don't have to do the dreaded pancake maneuver. You can set your warp in right. You can avoid, you know, PDS. You can get your optimal range right. There's things like that that seem to be happening. You can set up different um, structures and you warp to a gate, but you're in a, you know, in a in a triangle. You're kind of little automatically differently spread out than just everyone landing in a ball. There, there are lots of things that are happening, but maybe not in small fleet. In your experience, I get that. But back to the this, you know. So I agree. It, we're saying the same thing, right? Oh my God, the sky is going to fall, but it's not. It's just changing how things are working. And in this context, I, you know, again, I think it's going to, they're still going to adapt it, but uh, there, there are things that the game, they're trying to adapt, right? They're trying to make a few things, A, a little more dangerous, a little less safe. And I think there's a long game in here that we're not really paying attention to, which is the cloaky camper aspect that's coming up, right? They're going to be working on trying to deal with cloaky campers, which for most people is a an awkward thing that's happening and they want to make that more difficult. You should not be able to just sit. The, the, the tagline is you shouldn't be able to just sit in a, in a uh, system for you know 18 hours 19 hours a day whether you're there or not and and not be found similarly you shouldn't be able to escape you are 
right? I don't want to totally gang up on Rich, but why shouldn't no. you be able to do that? I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the narrative and people are worried about it. And the game designers seem to be, that's something we want to fix. I'm not judge, I'm not throwing any judgment on it right now. What I'm trying to do is do, do a parallel that one of the things that if you are a cloaky camper and you do the hot drop and let's say you're in the active part, you try and get that cloaky camper out. You don't usually join in the battle. You try, uh, I mean, if you're, you're usually not even, um, you know, it depends. You're probably not even the warpin person. You probably are the cloaky camper and you bring someone else in the system. And there's all this other maneuvers that go on. Uh, and they want to try to, you know, I can see where what they want to do is they want to add danger at all steps for someone like that. A, you can find them. B, it's harder for them to get out. You know, so I think this change is just one of many changes that will line up over the next few quadrants that it try to address larger problems that CCP are trying to address long term. In and of itself, not that worried about it. Maybe how you combine it to other ones, then I really think it really changes gameplay potentially. And, and this is why I kind of touched upon uh, the concept of uh, Lock the Volterra uh, equations uh, in the beginning of the show. To me, it feels like CCP are actually considering how ecosystems work, right? When you have something like predators, predators are either pouncing predators like people that are cloaked, right? Um, or they are roaming hunters, like, well, the extreme version of that would be uh, something like uh, um, birds of prey, right? Uh, eagles and stuff like that, and owls, which basically have a massive range of territory when when they do their predation. Um, and it's the opposite with the, with, with the uh, prey, right? How much space uh, and carrying capacity does uh, the, the grazers actually need when, when, when they are doing their grazing, right? These things are mm, metrics that are actually part of the equations about ecosystems. And to me, it feels like CCP are, are kind of looking at how these things apply in EVE Online and where might they actually be broken. So to me, it almost feels like they're proving that they are finally actually opening uh, the playbook and, and looking at real science and actual... Uh, uh, factual things from real life to inspire their game design. Are you able to turn your cam back on yet? Let's see. Uh, that's a, a cigarette issue. So no. We got to get to the bottom of that cigarette issue. Can or can you or can you not smoke online if you live in Europe? It's and you're in your home. Uh, is that a problem? It's not like we're endorsing it, but I I hear that we can't show that. So I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, back to Eve Online. Uh, the idea of cloaky camping is another one of those ideas they may be looking into they've said they are uh, so this is where nullification fits in and uh, yeah i really think so yeah I, I again they're touching those third rails we said this yesterday but they're touching those third rails of things they couldn't really deal with but they're more than just mechanics changes ccp has to philosophically decide where the balance is and i think they're trying to Hate to put it this way, but split the baby each way, each time, <laughs> or or they're they're trying to make twins. Yeah. So everybody. To your one. point of why is it not a valid way? If I want to spend, you know, twenty two hours in one system, cloaked, doing absolutely nothing with my character other than training, uh, why can't I do that? Right. Yeah. Well, you know what I think we should have is natural phenomenon that it makes it dangerous, like an electrical storm, just hits you, and all of a sudden you weren't expecting it, but you're now decloaked. And yeah, that can be completely random. Yeah. Well, why shouldn't I be able to watch 
my prey at all times until they finally loosen their inhibitions and get to work and put themselves straight into my sights. Well, you should be Why able can't to do I that. You battle should. them in that endurance contest? You should be able to cloak for 24 hours. If it's not fuel-related, you should be able to turn that module on and sit there cloaked and do stargazing for as long as you want. Or, I think the, the I problem think here whatever. is that you want to do it with perfect camouflage, with, with no scent, with, with no counter, with nothing well, at I all. Well, I said you natural just, phenomena complete, should interrupt you. It's impossible to, to counter, and then you just pounce uh, as an ambush predator. Or there and should it's be... the same with the roaming predator. The, the, the gameplay has just gone stale, and it's all figured out. And CCP is shaking the whole tree, saying... This is not how the game is supposed yeah, to work. We need to have play and counterplay. They should have, exactly, the counterplay should be specializations, skills, ships, and people that can sniff out cloaky ships. Uh, there should and, be something to that. Like, you can detect well, an electronic signature with some precision and try to, like, uh, zero in, triangulate, you know, whatever. Make it difficult, but make it possible. But I think that doesn't take away the freedom of sitting there um, cloaked. And at the same time, there is some counterplay to it. I actually find the whole cloaky camping as a hunting technique or using friendly characters to scout out a target or blue spying, as they call it. I find that quite distasteful because to me, it's not hunting. Hunting is a skill. Those things. Yeah, but those, even cats aren't really in the skills. weeds aren't completely camouflaged. They are pretty camouflaged when they're sneaking up on something they want to jump on. But they're not completely invisible. It's well, with that aside, it's remarkably it's stacked against me, especially when I have the intel channel of who is where I have an account in the system. Say if I have an account uh, straggled behind to keep an eye on who's following me, or I know what's in the system with me. I do not know who is in the next system, and I do not know who is in the system eight uh, eight jumps away. However, with the amount of intel tools and programs that uh, a lot of people use it's stacked against me and this change stacks even more against me mm. and this is again you're making an argument that's already been discussed we have been discussing problems with fog of war and free intel tools and uh, raising the bar on things like scout scouting and not making it automated we've touched upon uh things like uh cloaky camping where you're just using alts in several systems we've touched upon all these things it's just the ccp are now waking up to the fact that these things are a problem and they are all well interconnected. they're not waking up technology's changed it allows for more creative design. No, they're also waking up. They're finally seeing that there is actual stagnation in their game. And if they want the game to live another decade, they need to shake the tree. I think that for, for a year and a half at least, they've uh, just been working with the technology to improve. I mean, the 64-bit client changed a lot of possibilities. So did uh, some of their uh, server upgrades a couple of years before that. Um, but also technologies in the overall technology of our home computing and the speed of the internet and all that stuff. All these things are making more things possible. Uh, they're not waking up. They're literally now able to do things. Plus the big thing is their code base is being updated and changed and, and is being made uh, extensible as opposed to the very closed code base they had before where, where they moved one thing and five different things broke. So I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're lax at all. I think, they are just limited by, and then look at the, 
look at the emotional upset of this change, which may be considered a minor change, right? Not everybody uses interceptors to move around. So this affects only a certain portion of the population. And I don't know if it's that big, right? Because I'm thinking... But now they're people. putting it on a module, so you have a choice. Yeah, but look at the upset of that little change. Choice. It's, it's awesome. Anything that gets removed from a whole-based uh, feature to a an agency and module-based feature, I will applaud... Uh, quite uh violently violently okay i don't know if we're going to make it to the second part of the show today because this is uh going on for a while and then why stop a good conversation no but you get my point right ccp went down a path of design that i think broke a lot of the game this is especially something that uh, you can talk to veterans about when they put more and more stuff on the holes, both when it comes to uh, modifiers and buffs and, uh, and and all these variables, like uh, I keep using the example of when you have something that gives 300% bonus to something that is hole specific, then you're basically uh, removing agency from the player base. They don't have a choice of what chip type to actually design you're taking away the fun of tinkering and and playing with fittings um and well, the higher the, the, the number is on the whole the less meaningful any choice is from the player base they can only fit in a specific uh thing right if there's only one thing that's got 300 percent damage to drone bonus that's your drone boat you right, can't put right. drones on anything else the decisions just are made in. for you yeah, yeah, and and this is this is what went wrong in uh, the old game, right? Didn't have that. It was the other way around. There was hardly any bonuses or anything meaningful on the hull itself. The it equipment was all was in what you. It was your equipment. It was your fittings. It was your skills. That meant everything was choice. Everything was agency and specialization. So if they're moving back to that. Oh my God, I would yeah. be so happy. Also, that would make the game so much more It's also fun harder again. to know what you're up against, right? Because you could see a ship, but what ship are you really up against? What modules are on that ship? And there was a time where exactly. you could Exactly, that, that's the counter. Right? That's, the, that's the perfect intel, right? You are almost given perfect intel. If you see a ship of a certain type, you know that there's only really two features and functions that they can serve. If that's the case, you always know what the enemy is doing. Right. If it's suddenly uh, agency and, and special fits and, and, and fitting directors being smart, yeah. then you never know. You can see uh, something that looks like a kitchen uh, sink uh, fleet and you have no idea how it's fitted. Yeah, the kitchen sink fleets. I always like those because people brought their identity to the fleet. You weren't given your identity when you got to the base. You know, Right now, you show up for a fleet. They tell you what to get into, and they tell you down to the, the modules and the fits and everything else, even the implants and what drugs to use. And they say, get in and perform like this. And you're a tool for somebody else. But it used to be you had your favorite ship. You had your signature look. You had your signature stuff that you like to do. And then you would arrive with that and donate your uh, decision-making to the wider group. And it was a lot more personal than it is now. Now you're just a tool. You used to be. Uh, someone that brought your personality with uh, your decision-making. And, and to bring in a, a, a Magic the Gathering uh, comparison, one of the things I really hated was when Magic the Gathering started giving you actual finished decks where everything was figured out for you. It's like that, To me, that killed the game a little bit, right? Because I thought that the really exciting thing about playing Magic the Gathering was building your own decks. And when they gave you these 
pre-made decks that you could play with. It's like wow. you're just lowering the barrier of, of entry to to get dumb people to play. It's kind of like game. community fittings, isn't it? Well, community yeah. fittings is is like going online and looking at other people's fits. That's uh, fine. Yeah, the kill boards uh, should could, give fits uh, out. Right? What was that thing? Any anyone here that's actually played is many of the new rules that was brought in was because someone pretty much built the the perfect deck that almost every single play it could end up delivering something like 120,000 damage because of all the forking and doubling and all that stuff. It was hilarious. And again, this is this is the whole red team thing. The game needs to change when the players figure out how to break it. I would draw a comparison to Pokemon, actually. <laughs> why not? We're, we're throwing the, everything. Let's go today. all around all the games. Okay. Okay. Well, I tell you, I tell you why. Because in the competitive Pokemon community, God forbid, there is some, there's a group called Smoke On, and somebody ran this cookie cutter, extremely effective team. It's all composed of extremely powerful Pokemon with the right setup and such. And they got absolutely destroyed by somebody who used this very strange setup of using a very st- uh, silly gimmick that if you only well crippled that one gimmick they did, they wouldn't be able to do anything with this team. And the person who lost told them, what was the quote? Um, Trace Gardevoir is not a set, not a setup. And it, it just blows my mind for somebody to say, just because you've beaten me with this gimmick, with this thing that I'm not expecting, it's not a setup. It's not allowed. It's it's not possible. You have to go with a cookie cutter. You're not playing setup. right. You have to go with. Yeah. You're not playing right. Sound familiar? I think uh, I think Los uh, Losek is actually one of the last bastions of places where people do these crazy setups. They're also uh, the, the ones that example. say you're not playing right whenever you challenge them. Right? Losek mm. guys are always saying you're not playing right. This is how you play. I'll tell you a little secret. Actually, no, it's not okay, a secret. It's all over Zeke. However, if you fly a panther, you shouldn't even be flying a panther. Uh, you should instead fly a redeemer because a redeemer with 1,400 artilleries deals more damage than a panther with 1,400 artilleries. Okay. Is that all? Is, can I find that fit on uh, oh, yeah. Eve workbench? I didn't process that. Uh, you're going to have to go dig it up because I'm not sure if they die often enough for you to steal their fitting. Yeah, fair enough. But more guns on the Redeemer. So uh, the first time I thought uh, about that, I thought, that can't be a setup. How, why would you fit artillery and a laser gun? I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> it is a setup and it works. Yeah. Well, yeah, the preset thing, you know, I don't know how, I'll bring up Hearthstone since we're doing the roundabout. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You know, Hearthstone has a preset card set where you can just jump in and play, right? So there's there's an attraction to to speed of entering the gameplay and speed of entering a game domain, right? Eve struggles with that. If I if you think of it in that terms, right? Speed at which you can enter a game domain and and have success, right? So that's what predetermined you know card sets do in a card game. That's what pre-built things do. That's what allows new players to come in and quickly uh, engage in meaningful and fun gameplay and stay a long time. Also, if you are trying to gather people who have 30 minutes or an hour or something or just you know a little bit of time to play, they don't need to be fussing about you know building a deck or doing this or getting a fit or whatever, right? And so there is an attraction to one side of the gaming um you know, a re, uh, of the gaming group of people, right? Your focus group. Uh, there's also the other side. Where it's like, oh, come on! Exactly what Kayla was saying, right? It's it's breaking it because you're giving all these these easy to win 
or easy to use things. And it's now it's just, it's gambling. It's not, uh, it's not luck. It's not, it's kind of detracts from the game because it's different than how I got my deck. And again, we're, this, we're back to this, the word different, right? And different is okay in Eve. The, the point is there's nothing wrong with presets and with community fits and all that stuff. Because uh, as you say, that, that gives you speed to get into the game and start actually playing it. And it's fun. But I think the problem is that, that because it was so figured out and because it's so locked in, then there is no real counter or no alternative. But it's fun if your preset, if your pre-built deck gets completely squished by uh, an expert, right? And then the expert can then tell you, well, the reason this happened is because in these presets, this and this and this is, is, is flawed. Right. And the counter to that is this and this. And this is why I completely crushed you. This is where when if, if I go and, and find a community fit and I go out and try to f uh, fly around, whether it's PvE or PvP, and then I see Suetonia or Arcea or uh, Swift or Rise in local, I should just dock up because they're going to crush me, right? Well, they might. might. might have an off day. But you're saying uh, you should have some training wheels, some uh, plans, like templates on, you know, here's how you fit a ship, go out and try to fight in it. And that should work. Sometimes, but not if you're up against a more advanced player, a more creative player that understands the the ins and outs of every detail of their ship. And that makes sense. I think. Uh, well, I will have to say, uh, if these uh, to be decided and subject to change, interdiction nullification changes go through, for me to adapt to it, my still auto would literally not be a setup. You don't have a setup. <laughs> the point is that I, all I, of this, all of this scales, right? When it comes to how geography works and 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 movement and locking down systems and defensibility and all of that stuff. But if you then also start talking about things like how fits actually work, everything becomes volatile again, right? Some if you know your enemy's uh, preferred fittings, you can actually build a counter. The counter might be horrible for anything else in the game, but it will work against exactly that strategic thing. This is one of the things we talked about when uh, when we were covering uh, tournament stuff, right? Tournaments are massive on the whole spying and not, not game fixing, but but meta that's got nothing to do with, um, with, with the, the skill of flying. It's all about knowing what they're going to do, which is the whole game of what you ban and what you try to tease them to actually then choose to field and then you already know or have intel on what type of, of fits they then use if they can't use this or that ship right then it becomes a i do and then you do it's counterplay play counterplay all the time and one setup will not work against a a different one, but it will work against exactly the one that you wanted to work against. Yeah, the, the problem, however, we started getting into EVE Online, having alts, you know, one alts E-War, one alts DPS, one alts Logistics, and then you start figuring out, like, what costume am I going to wear today with what combination of ships? If everything uh, is too specialized and, and you can't be something of a serviceable generalist, then you're going to have to start creating uh, specialized characters. And that might be good for feeling like we have a big population but i think it, it kind of ruins the game to have uh, too many alts but this is okay someone was mentioning that uh, I, i'm talking uh with uh, the whole 150 million skill points attitude no i'm really not 
back in the day, the difference between, say, Meta 1, Meta 2, Meta 3, Meta 4 uh, weaponry, or even Tech 1 and Tech 2 uh, weaponry, the, the difference was only on margins, right? So there was room to actually add skill and fitting uh, understanding and knowledge. There was agency. There was specialty and, 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 and expertise that was not based on your skill point level. Of course, that mattered. That could give you that extra little edge. But back then, it was not that relevant at all. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm, I'm talking about when I'm saying CCP broke the game when they put everything on holes and made holes some sort of gated access stuff. Right. It, it's it's basically, in my opinion, it's it's crap game design. It's almost like uh, incentivizing you to buy more product, right? Buy more skill points, buy more alts, which is fine. It makes sense from a business point of view, but from gameplay play point of view, it's completely broken. And they just went too far with that. Same as what they did with the quality of life thing of making more and more stuff AFK-ish. It's 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 a complete mistake, and it happened pretty much from late summer of rage up until today or to uh, yeah from 2011 till about 1718 everything they did in my opinion was wrong and they are finally realizing what they broke so you're talking about so i was going to say you're really talking about how they pumped so many stats and the differentiation between the hulls and took the differentiation away from the fits meta yeah. or otherwise, right? And so that just to be clear to the audience, what we're talking about is that the hulls really did drastically change through the uh, tier sides and the, the 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 changes to the hulls that they did, and they put a lot more bonuses. And then if you had a skill five in a hull versus a skill four, there was a dramatic change: five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, or whatever it is, depending on you know what the skill was and how they marked it up, right? Yeah, and then this is back to I, I keep using the example of uh, when. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, started doing the new cheat uh, D20 system, right? Where you roll a die um, that's from 1 to 20, and then you add a bonus of more than 20. Then you don't have eight. There's no volatility anymore then. Then it's just like playing uh, those uh, racing uh, car cards, right? Where it's like, uh, I have uh, max speed 310, and you have uh, 260. I, I win, right? Like, that's that's not a game, <laughs> Right, that, that that's not exciting at all. It's it's uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm oh. pretty sure the people that that understand statistics knows that there is no statistical meaningful spread. If I get plus twenty to my tw- uh, die roll and you get plus fifty, then you've already won. I don't need to roll the b- bloody die. Right, but uh, I do remember, and uh, Elder reminds us that uh, before two 2000- thousand. 11 let's say the rifter was really the only frigate people were in combat with uh, and there might have been one or two more but uh there was definitely t1 was kind of broken like everybody just kind of favored the one ship and i don't know what that was um, but uh, when when tier side came i thought they really did give uh different ships option uh, um, kind of like roles to play but i think they've maybe overdone that over time especially with t2 being more specialized that means it's uh more expensive but it's also a lot more powerful in that it has much better defenses so you can fight in it longer uh, and you can get repped easier but also their specializations are much stronger than the t1 variant and thus the cost and the effort to buy one um but maybe they overdid it maybe they've 
Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe they haven't. I mean, there was a time where if you flew Minmatar, you really didn't know what was coming at you. Is it shield or armor base? This, that's still true. And there was some Galente like that too. Am I fighting a shield Galente or fighting an armor Galente? It should be armor. Well, way back in the day, if you uh, saw a Minmatar ship, you knew that it was uh, slightly uh, fast. Glass cannony, right? Yeah, it was fast. <laughs> Massive and it could DPS blow output. Uh, but if you managed to survive that, uh, it was going to be was dead <laughs> in uh, less than half the time of uh, other ships, right? There was an idea behind the different races and, and the ways that, that all the weaponry worked. Many right. of those ideas were lost at um, over-designing, yeah. uh, turning knobs the wrong way. So the original premises of, of everything was completely lost. It's the same with the range game, like, with the whole how far are you from your opponent and yeah, that's a big what part type of, of, uh, of ammo are you using and, and all that stuff. That whole gameplay also got completely but destroyed. I think, I think what they're trying to do is to give ships meaning. So that became part of your choice. You flew a certain ship because it had not only identity, but it had and a look, but it had powers that were specific to your gameplay. So that was part of your equipment choices. So I could see maybe what they were trying to do. And uh, I don't know if they overdid it or not, but it, it, to me, it seemed like the more people were able to come with their personality to uh, an event, the more the world felt versatile. And now if well, I, they, again, they I broke see the too math. much sameness. They broke the math. Every Everything else before they started down this road was like one uh, to 2% difference uh, for each increment in meta level or skill level uh, and stuff like that. But when you then start adding 25%, 50%, 100% bonus, all of these bonuses that they put on the hull, now that makes all the other stuff meaningless. You're, you're, whether you're using one uh, weapon over another, whether you're using one skill over another, all of these yeah. things were undermined and destroyed. I get where you're going. Yeah, I absolutely get where you're going with all that. And I think, yeah, there's there was some minor weapon changes, but they tried to minimize that for sure, right? And they put the they put the differentiation into the skill points and the differentiation into the level fives versus level fours, right? Just a, every single level change was really where the where the ship change or your gameplay change came from. I get that too. So, all right. Um, Sorry, go ahead, Randall. Are you going to finish? No, I no, I was gonna, I, I was gonna extend the show probably about five hours by saying how could they fix it, and I thought, no, I better not. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're at the hour mark, so we are. Yeah, exactly. Either call it. Um, this is this is a, where I, I had a fun conversation uh, uh, in house uh, about inflation and how do you roll back significant numbers on currencies, and I feel like it's very much like that. You just remove some zeros yeah. across the board and well, there's that actually... or you add some more negatives to the modules right so the rigs yeah. were one thing where the rig you know the rigs there's a mechanic in there where um if you have too many rigs or whatever you have negative penalties or you can have you know some negative aspects what if you started adding um you know across a bunch of the uh, modules where if you fit either more of these or just just the, by the sheer ta uh, task of fitting one you'd have a negative impact somewhere else now kind of the abyssal ones right where there's pluses and minus a little bit but what if you spread that across all the modules now again, you put seven rail guns on a uh whatever not panther whatever you said right and uh well well maybe it doesn't quite work as well on the alignment anymore you there's no amount of uh you know 
um, core, you know, low slot items that you can put in there that'll make your line time any better because you put seven giant cannons on this thing. Yeah, and, and, right. and if you think back and if you look at some of the very old stuff that's still in the game, I, I keep going back to meta modules, right? If you look at the, the meta modules, the differences and, and the upsides and downsides uh, are really kind of well considered, especially if you try and, and imagine that back then, these things usually stacked. The reason that stacking bonuses and stacking penalties were kind of removed from the game was because the player base basically broke it with things like uh, stacking prop mods and uh, speed tanking to uh, crazy levels. It's like, what was it? Was it a hundred times the speed of light uh, in normal flights? Like, it was just crazy, right? Uh, we broke it, um, but the intent was there and it made sense. And there was a lot more variation and and ways of making wrong choices because you had these stacking penalties. So if they go back to something more akin to that, then yes, you can get a, an amazing ship that has awesome DPS output in alpha, but it's going to be so paper thin that if you poke it with a, a small smart bomb, it's dead. Yeah, we talked about breaking things. I mean, what I'm suggesting of messing with the modules on mass like this could very much, you know, really have like rich up in arms over if we're if they change a hundred modules on rich. Imagine what would happen. Well, I think the up and coming changes will have a lot of innovation go through. Would it be innovation for me? Uh, would it be a step forward? Absolutely not. I d I don't think it's going to be a step forward for me. Would it be a step forward for other people? Bomber pilots. Uh, actual logisticians who are moving things, uh, yes, it will. Can I just jump on this? Because I'm getting really tired of reading people say complexity for the sake of complexity is bad. Okay, let me explain something very, very important to you. You cannot have meaningful agency without also getting complexity. These two things are requirements. If you If you don't want agency and you want simplicity, fine. But really... Maybe you're playing the wrong game. Boom. Gauntlet dropped. But this is back to something you said the other day, Marol, and it was kind of funny. I laughed about it a little bit because you were talking about T3s, right, and the artwork. Yeah, yeah, and, and, the, and the artwork. And you said that it was too much of a, a strain on developing hours for the art team to create all these uh, T3 modules uh, for the ships. But you completely missed the point, right? Maybe, yes, because you have to make all these modules for all these ships, but combinatorics means that that creates a multitude more ships than you could ever make as, a, as an artist in the same time. I was muted, so I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> no, I was trying to explain to you that if you have a modular-based ship, yes, the artwork uh, required is higher, but the number of variation ships that you get from the combinatorics is magnitudes bigger than any uh, art crew could have made in the same time. So by doing those types of ships, you're actually adding 10, 20 times as many ships down the pipe because you can combine them in all these different ways. Uh, but you have to and draw it's the same with all, agency. So... When, when you add agency to fittings and, and tinkering and all this stuff, you get complexity, and it is a feature. It's not a mistake. Well, it is subject to change. I am waiting for that change to happen, and I am dreading what could come out of it. If it goes bad, I am going back to ECTAC-P and camping in the gate instead of hunting. <laughs> See what you catch.
Well, and, and oh yeah. The thing is, uh, Lady Scarlet loves her date camping, right? Like that was, I kid about that, but she she, you know, for her who's been around a long time and a high level player for so long, that that was nice time for her, where you have four or five guys in your corporation and you're hanging out, and it's not like you're in a fishing hole. So it's terrible for people trying to travel. But for the people sitting there hoping to catch a thing or two, it's it's really like mining for gold, you know. Like, what did you what you get? A rock, or did you get a piece of gold? Whatever. It's a social. It's just, time. It's it's just so time. funny how this whole tedium thing always ends up with this discussion. It's like one guy likes to pan for gold, and some guys like to stand there fishing uh, at the shore. Some guys like to, to hold you up. The other, going to the bank to turn in your again, gold. but one guy's tedium is another guy's hobby and, and interest in gameplay yeah. so yeah. so we some really... people like to throw dynamite and do both gold and fish at the same time and kill people <laughs> you yeah. just want to to explode things no but the, you're right uh, some people's tedium is actually their social time it's their relaxing time it's their therapeutic time whatever it's uh this game is not just for you that wants a thrill killing somebody else some other player right because they're not just killing npcs that's a different thing so uh, again, I get highly offended when people say you don't understand Eve Online because you're killing content. Just uh... it's the never nerfing, right? It's like, it, and it's always when I hear this, it's always biased. It's like something I don't like to do, I now is required to do, and now I hate the game. It's like, well, that was someone else's job, and if you don't want it, give it to someone else outsource that's the whole point we are playing a massive multiplayer online game we're not playing a solo game if you want to play something that's solo friendly there's other games well now there's other material and you know there's abyssal space there's uh the uh forget the name of it what's the competitive space the um the arena and uh so there's different things for you to do if you just want to get in on combat you don't need to rely on player made red versus blue groups uh, to or even specter fleets uh, purple uh, fleets or any of that stuff you have options so you want instant action i'm just deliver i think my my main beef is that every time i hear these comments they all smell like anti-social comments right because if if ccp raises the requirements for something like scouting so I can no longer do it myself with my multiple accounts or at least it's it, it's now become more difficult to do so then I'm supposed to then outsource the part that I don't like. Now I have to play with someone. Oh my God, social interaction hey, in a that's massive scary. multiplayer game. That's like scary for people though. Yeah, I have what to if they What if they don't like me? What if they... Well, if they don't like if they don't like to talk to people or try to, uh, if they don't like to, to manage trust and, and build friendships and, and, well, and How about and getting ripped off and getting scammed? I, I, and... Yeah, and, and, and again, fine if if you don't like that i would suggest you buy a playstation no stop kicking people outside the game because you know they're not willing to be as tough i will because that is the game it it, okay do do you know what ccp stands for crowd control productions because it's supposed to be the the most complex social interaction multiplayer game this is why i keep saying everything in eve needs to be pvp right it needs to always either require you to compete or collaborate. There is no middle ground. There is no, I can, well, of course you can sit in a corner and do something by yourself, but it's going to be extremely inefficient and you're not going to have much fun, or at least you're not going to be 
winning, Again, you're, you're going to you're going to be a, a a third rank citizen, and that's how it's supposed to be. You're, you're trying, Do you even undock? You're trying to tell people how to how to play. Not anymore. I used to undock quite a lot. I just don't anymore. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying is you have to reach out. That makes the game more interesting. If the if the game had better justice system, I think I would agree with you. But there's too many opportunities to uh to damage somebody fairly significantly with uh with bad faith dealings. And and there's really no consequences. And so you can't say, "Hey you guys, you have to work together." And then also say, Hey guys, you get to do whatever you want to other people with no consequences. Those two things don't go together to me. And I'm sorry for the people like Rich that's not played back in the days when the game was actually properly balanced. Because <laughs> sure, you can say, do you even play? Well, no, not anymore. Because CCP destroyed the game completely over the past eight years. And, and the original EVE premises actually worked. I wanted to undock. I wanted to be in, in, in fleets. I wanted to sit there and mine with my friends. I wanted to build empires. I wanted to, to, to build organizations and do active recruiting where you actually talk to people and not just onboard them on some automated system where you ask them to press F1. The game is broken. And I know that many of you people don't believe us veterans when we say this. But it's true. Well, Rich doesn't, broke the game. Rich doesn't. Hit oh, I absolutely one. believe the game is broken. I feel the game. I haven't even played two years, and the game is already <laughs> broken to me. So, we'll, we'll cut that ten years down by uh, fivefold. However, what can I say? Have you got another shoe to drop? No. Okay. I uh, well, I I did have something, but yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've lost my trail. Of no, thought. I don't think the game. I don't think the game is broken. I think the game is different. And it was a different era for video games in general. It wasn't just Eat, but all video games were different back then. A lot more imagination. And now we're in a lot more uh, gameplay. And uh, simple to start, complicated to win uh, is, the, is the formula that is, is really good. If you can do that, you're in great shape. And I think CCP is trying to do that. But that takes well, if you would... some polishing. Well, if you would like to try something different, I can tell everybody right now that there is a imp for sale with the fitting, Alliance Tournament ships, a malice, a hull only, and somebody is right now selling their virtuoso. So if you are looking to try something different, Alliance Tournament ships are currently on sale and they are notably lower than before. Really? Price going down? Oh, and a Hydra for 180 billion. So yeah, no, these Alliance Tournament ships are actually way cheaper. Oh, and a Tiamat too. So, <laughs> Good shopping. Where are you looking at, Hypernet? I am looking at the Small Gang Discord. There are one, two, three, four, four people selling various different Well, that's interesting. Why would there, is this unusual, or is that, is that always the case, something's on sale? I'm not sure why people are liquidating their assets. One of them is uh, dissatisfied with the state of the game, so he's attempting to sell his a lot of his assets and another one is liquidating his alliance tournament ships because he's gotten bored of them well i i wonder if um if the price is going sky high for capitals and other ships um action stuff if those price increases now make alliance tournament ships actually cheaper because they're less in demand for that extra it is a possibility firepower i because i think you only have so much money to spend so where are you going to put it if you have to if you used to get like 50 lemons for one orange um you would want that orange because that orange is more status and 
who cares about 50 lemons. But if you can only get five lemons for one orange, now the lemons kind of show a little more status, so you don't need it as much. You don't need the orange as much to distinguish yourself. Well, speaking of showing status, I can, I can say, as of right now, a dreadnought under the new recipe costs 8 billion to build. And not to mention seven of the components required to build it. There is literally not enough in the market in Jita for you to buy and build Good. a dreadnought. Good. I'm looking at a revelation. <laughs> so, so dreadnoughts dread are now at thing. somewhere between 4 billion to 5 billion per hull. Again. People are currently resting on their reserves. And we are waiting to settle, Wait. see the material, well, new components settle down before any kind of new dreadnought could be potentially yeah. built. Well, when things because are right now, you are making a, around a forty percent loss just building them. Well, from from where they were, but that's never going to happen again. Uh, again, the more valuable things become, the more um, uh, the more people will will feel it uh, when it's gone, and that's going to take a long time. A year or two to really sink in but it will eventually sink in and value creates hold on, jealousy yeah hold on beta stop attacking the miners and then they'll help get that price down i'm afraid the miners are not the bottleneck caleb what is a bottleneck for building capitals right now uh that would be uh, uh gas and components and it turns out a lot of groups are no longer rolling the uh, wormholes that spawn in their system it's just probably gas you can put in a plastic bag, though, right? I don't think I don't think we have time to dig into the uh, components <laughs> and uh, and the gas topic because that sort of require another two hours of show. All right. Sorry, it was just the first thing in my mind. It came out of my mouth just like that. I'm so sorry. Okay, we're not doing another three-hour show, and we've already gone long. Uh, yeah. so oh no, no kick. more three-hour shows. Yeah, we're gonna have to kick. Uh, the uh, town hall and uh, fireside to tomorrow. So we'll come on and do that first thing and uh, analyze that. For now, I guess that would be all. Unless you guys do you have any last comments before we take off? No, thanks for letting me in last minute. Appreciate it. Well, not so last minute now. It was a little while ago. Yeah, halfway. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Eva Barak, that is all I have for the last comments. Oh, that was nice. Thanks for bringing that up. And Caleb, you have anything else? No, not really. Except, uh, please, people, stop saying tedium and complexity because I, I, I get a little bit hurt, and there's an, a fairy somewhere that loses its wings. Talking about pre-built decks tonight, I think your pre-built deck was bitter vet, bitter vet, bitter vet, bitter vet from top to bottom. No, he's. I know it was. He's an optimist, <laughs> but uh, the whole thing about Eve being broken—it's his Eve was broken, but it was a heyday for yeah, other people. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks, everyone. We will see you tomorrow uh, on Talking In Stations. And again, remember, if you want to know more about uh, this uh, stuff that's happening this week, and there is more, I believe, coming in this quadrant, we talk about the quadrant with CCP, and we'll play that on Sunday. It's a good interview. I think you'll get something out of it. Some surprises, too. So make sure to tune in on Sunday for that. We may actually release it earlier. Uh, but only in audio form like we did uh, some of our big presentations like Hillmar's Blackout interview or CCP Rise talking about the new Sino changes that were huge. We uh, 
we sent those out at, as audio podcasts first for our fans that have always been faithful to the podcast. And then it arrived on these uh, Twitch and YouTube mediums. Uh, but we will let you know if we do that. We'll let you know tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>